You're listening to the Build Assets Online Podcast. Learn how you You. can build a diverse and sustainable income online from two brothers who actually do it. Now, here are your hosts, Mike and Joe. Hey, everyone. Oh, my God. Joe and Mike back from buildassetsonline.com. Sorry for the delay, but here we are. How's it going, Mike? I got no time to prepare. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Well, uh, here. How do I look? How do I sound? You sound good. You look good. We got nine people watching. Um, today we're going to okay. be doing a niche site income report for November 2021. It's always an exciting time for for niche sites because I feel like that's when you see the biggest uh, growth spike. Um, you know, the ad revenue goes up, the affiliate commissions go up, and it usually drops sometime in January, um, depending just depending on a few things, but then it kind of stays above where it was last year. That's been, that's been the trend. So it's always kind of a monumental type thing to see, to see where things are headed with these, with these types of sites. And so, yep. Yeah. Sorry. I had, to, I had to turn my mic off because I was loading some things. Oh, that's all but right. You're right, Joe. Yeah. So it'll, it'll rise up and then wherever it lands after Q4 is kind of the new normal, the new normal. For the niche sites yeah but like so, that for a few years we've, we've noticed that trend yeah so this episode is brought to you by the online asset playbook buildassetsonline.com playbook grab our free course uh today so um before we before we get into it most of you probably already know this but mike and i we run many different kinds of websites we talk a lot about drop shipping we talk a lot about kindle publishing and um, but these these niche sites i think are going to be the bigger players in our portfolio probably in the next two to four years um, just because really all you have to do is throw money at them and they kind of run themselves once all your systems are in place. Um, they're, they're, they're definitely the easiest to grow in that regard because there's not much, not much to do. Yeah. If you're willing to wait a, a year or two or three for some serious earnings, the niche sites are really the best because yeah, I mean, it's not like, you know, when we talk about the um, build assets online approved business criteria, we talk about the compounding result as one of the the six factors. So the niche sites are really the bread and butter of that because we're not really doing anything different per se. You're literally just putting articles out. And over time, you know, doing the same action over and over and over actually starts to yield better and better results just by the nature of you know, I think John Dykstra kind of pointed this out to us that the more stuff that he puts out, the more traffic he seems to get because Google is going to be crawling your site more and actually build authority for your website, just the merit of having more articles on your site. Yeah, not to mention building links, having natural links come in. It's yeah. all uh, it's all part and parcel with putting more articles out. Um, so we have a, a question in the chat. Sav's money, what do you mean by niche site? Is this dropshipping? No, this is not our dropshipping stores. This is just separate websites that make money. We'll, we'll show you how they make money. Let's get to the next slide. So the first yeah, slide. Yeah, if you want um, more insight, I would say search Build Assets Online Lint, L-I-N-T. And so we break down exactly what we mean by niche site because, yeah, um, just essentially blogs that make money through organic traffic, and then we monetize that in particular ways. But 
want furthering education, go there. Right. So here we go. Um, this is the first screenshot, Amazon affiliate. Uh, still our biggest earner, unfortunately. I don't want it to be this way, but it is, ooh, UK 997. What a number. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the total earnings for November were $9,406.42. Um, that's mainly across, I would say, four sites is the is the bulk of that. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing to sneeze at there. Um, I'm not looking to grow this that much. Uh, if I am growing it, I'm doing it in a more way. I'm growing it with the aim of just growing the ad revenue, which we're going to look at next, if that makes sense. Like if I'm putting out articles that link to Amazon, I'm not doing it because I want Amazon to be the primary earner per se. I'm kind of doing it as a little bit of a, a bonus, if that makes sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Are you, are you monet? So you're, you'd make an article with the intention of monetizing it for ad, re ad revenue, but just for, you know, giggles, you'll put an affiliate link in that article. Let me give you a, let me give you a better example. So on our, on one of our blogs, it's not monetized with ads yet because it doesn't have enough monthly traffic. So I want to get it to, I actually want to put it on ad thrive, which is you need a, I think a hundred K per month. And this particular site doesn't have it. Um, I might put it on Mediavine once it hit once it hits fifty per month. It's really close, fifty k uh, sessions. So until I reach that point to get those sessions, I'm just putting out like affiliate mm. articles, not because I care about the affiliate revenue long term per se, but I just want to get to that traffic threshold, and I want to do it profitably. Wouldn't the smarter thing to do be to just put out ad optimized content because it's easier to rank and get traffic for say like an informational type term. And then you can, you'll have those ad pages. Well, this, this site is just ranking so well for commercial terms. Like I, I just, I feel that I don't know. I'm riding with it, you know? Okay. It's work, you know, it's working. So why, why stop it? You know, Okay. that's, that's, that's about it. But I, I figured once, it's almost at the threshold anyway. So once it gets there, then we're going to start looking at more um, informational terms. It's hard. To, I mean, it's one of those things where when I find a group or a cluster of keywords that I think are going to be good and that can be done at scale, I don't think too much about it. I just research it, get the titles done, you know, frame it the way I'm going to frame it and then, and then move forward. Yeah. I don't feel like there's too much of a point trying to make like predictions as to, oh, you know, because I'll get to it. If I have another keyword idea, I'll get to it eventually, and it'll get done either. So how, do you, how do you feel like that plays into just the overall mindset when doing um, SEO or, or doing these content-based websites? Because I feel like, you know, we have a lot of students that they, they want a specific plan of action and some sort of um, mathematical formula. It's like, hey, you make this... You do this and this and this, you're going to yield this result. And I feel like something that we, we, you know, I think it's natural for humans to want that. And especially with business, but with SEO, I think we had to learn the hard way that it's kind of like, you just got to put the content out there and see what sticks and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I have a way I do things to kind of give us the best chance of ranking by making like topic clusters for low competition stuff, excuse me, but. And so if you, but I don't like to spend all my time speculating and calculating whether the one particular article is going to rank. 
just yeah. because you can spend all your time speculating and calculating and then it could turn out the thing you thought was going to rank doesn't rank and then the thing you you know and vice versa so i think it's just to and i used to be like this i used to be like checking the analytics multiple times a day like i calculated yeah. this when is this going to rank and i would go drive myself nuts with it but now i think the more laissez-faire approach the more laid-back approach just putting the stuff out there have have some building some high quality links uh, and just letting it letting it go and then checking it you know doing an in-depth check every couple months is is better because you really have yeah. to look at it i think on a year by year approach not like a month by month or even that yeah I, I think yeah i think there has to be as little time spent on speculation as possible when it comes to doing this because yeah you could it's just time that you're wasting you could be figuring out what other articles to put out yeah, like exactly. when we talked to again john dykstra i remember he was like you know we tried like asking him uh, you know like what are you putting out articles on like how are you determining what to do and he's just like man i'm just putting stuff out there with like reckless abandon almost yeah yeah and do my, my my approach is a bit different than his uh but yeah i mean in a lot of ways it's the same because mm. i'm just finding topic clusters and i have a i do have a, a way of researching it which we talk about in our in our blogging course but you know i just the, the quantity quantity is the main thing yeah yeah so we're setting a framework and we're just just doing it and not trying to get too speculative about you know what might work what might not work just get it out yeah but i'll try different like if i see what what'll happen is i'll notice that oh something's ranking that i didn't expect it to or it's ranking for a keyword that i didn't expect it to and then i'll explore that a little more go down that rabbit hole and say oh yeah. that worked let me make a bunch of these that's not speculation though speculation would be trying to figure that out beforehand versus like you said following the framework putting stuff out and then based on what actually sprouts up you could say oh okay you know let's let's explore this now some more and that kind of dictates where you go exactly so that's amazon affiliate nine thousand four hundred dollars and six cents the next thing we got is Mediavine, which we made uh, $5,286.81. So these are, these are the display ads I was talking about. We're in a few more ad networks, um, but these are this is the, the big one uh, in terms. And we have one site that's earning more than the rest. This one site earned $4,100. Uh, I think it probably earned the most in Amazon affiliate as well. But yeah, that was the first site we ever created. Started out as a flop. Just kept going with it, kept going with it, kept going with it. And now uh, it's a little engine that could. <laughs> so, Very good. yeah, good there's not, not much to say about that. I mean, this so on this particular site, the one that's earning the big the big one, I'm really focused on nothing. At, at I'm not doing affiliate stuff for this. I'm mainly just trying to put out as much informational content as possible just to garner those natural links and just to get as much traffic as possible i want to snowball the traffic like i want to just right now it's in the last so in last month 200 206 000 sessions you know this time next year i want that to be a million sessions so times five and then we'll earn twenty thousand from that one site and the way i'm going to do that is just really uh we're leaning in we're going to use that corporate buzzword i'm leaning into the informational content why, why can't you just say doing more informational content because these corporate schmucks got to make themselves seem like they're doing something special. So do you think we'll be able to sell this site for a million one day? 
Yeah, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. I, I you know, I see it. I see this this slowly chugging along in the background. So by the time we sell our last drop shipping site, well, we have a couple that we need to sell, but that we're gonna sell. But by the time we exit all of our drop shipping sites, um, these are just kind of going in the background, and you know, it's kind of like kind of like a like a full on retirement. I don't know. I just kind of view them view them that way. Do you think if you stop putting out articles today, in a year from now, if it would still be earning the same? Might be earning more. Do you think? Yeah, might be earning more. I, I have some sites that, that are like that, like that middle site that that's, earned. That's what I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Um, Waldo56588, you mean? Uh, I think you're looking at the wrong slide. I'm still on the oh, Mediavine slide. My bad. Uh, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to see. I gotta like zoom in on this shit. Oh, whoops. Don't cheat. Okay, don't, well, whatever. Don't mess with, don't mess with is that, that site you did not add any new stuff to? Yeah, a couple of them. I, I think maybe I added a couple of new things, but, you know, barely anything. It just, they mainly just grew just because they, you know, grew. So good. that's good to know. Yeah, I mean, what is your experience with that type of thing? Because um, I know you're you're more involved in the community than I am. So do you know people that have sites that they put up like several years ago and and then those sites just continue to grow year over year without any input i don't know if they would grow year over year but they might kind of stay steady mm -hmm. um i mean that you'll mainly see that i mean it definitely could happen it definitely could happen i don't see i, I mean because think about it so say you have say you have three thousand informational posts and you know they're kind of evergreen like they're not so this is this is another part of the strategy that I that I do um for the ad revenue stuff. So if you look at like a tech blog, like tech is always changing. Like like if you want to do like a Windows 10 tutorial on change on the uh, I don't know like how to do something on Windows 10, Windows 10.2 or Windows 11 is going to be out before you know it. And then that's going to be irrelevant or like, you know, you're talking about the newest laptop part or whatever, the newest iPhone, it's going to be outdated in like six months. So I like to focus on. Yeah, so, so assuming, assuming that that term, the terms that it's ranking for are not going to have a sort of decrease for any of those reasons. Um, I would think that it could, one of the reasons it could go down would be because say more competitors coming up or just Google seeing that the site is less active or, you know, any combination of that type of thing. Yeah, but I, I think I think if you if you're if you have the articles and they're getting backlinks, you know, at a velocity say you have say you have three thousand articles mm -hmm. and your competitors are still coming up, your site is generating backlinks naturally, you're not doing anything at a lot at a velocity that's pretty high. I see no reason why it can't grow without you doing anything. Okay, so that's another that's the opposite side of it, right? some of the reasons that it might actually continue to grow is because you're going to be generating backlinks almost on autopilot. And so the more you get backlinks, the more authority your site gains and the more authority you gain, the more, you know, your ranking is going to go up and therefore your traffic will increase instead of decrease. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that's my goal with that bottom site that says 4,100 and sorry that the font is small. It's like, I can't like, I don't know. I can't take these screenshots in a, in a good way with and still have our faces on the street. Well, listen, we're reading it to you. You got to believe us when we say it says $5 million. 
Um, anyway, so moving past that, we'll, we'll, we'll go through the rest of this quickly. So we have another ad network where we earned, um, so it actually adds up to, wait a second, did I do this right? So one of these sites, we only get half of cause it's a partnership. The one that says 381.46, there's one that says 381.46 and one that says 287.68, uh, 46 divided by two plus. 87.68. So yeah, our cut of that, our cut of this whole thing is 478.41. Um, we'll just move past this. Uh, so we have ClickBank. This is on one of our sites. Um, we have a ClickBank, a site that focuses on a cl ClickBank offer. Um, site, the net sales were $2,436.13. You can see it in the bottom right corner. Sorry, it's so small, but our half of that is $1,218. Um, nothing to sneeze at since this site was basically created for free. We didn't have to invest a dime in this site in terms of content because we partnered with a writer. Um, and though, so this next thing is skim links. This was, a, so it says we earned 408 or sorry, $406 and eight cents or no, $408 and 88 cents. And so we, uh, we have another partnership. The other person's keeping about half of that. So we earned $204 and 86 cents. And finally, one more ad network monumetric where we earned $156.66 last month. So the total of all the things that it adds up to is $16,751. Nothing to sneeze at. We had around $2,900, I would say, in writing costs. I just brought on a new writer towards the end of last month. Um, so yeah, she's been writing a bit. But yeah, I mean, the total... Uh, I mean, I'm I'm happy with that. I wonder, yeah. it's I wonder what it's going to be next year. Yeah, and I mean, as this continues to grow, um, assuming we can keep up this level of profit, or you know, in the next year or two, have that be the average. That's over half a million dollars in uh, asset value, right? Yeah, assuming that's we can right. keep up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we're we should be growing because we're not just leaving things stagnant even though it could grow if you do that, but we have uh, multiple writers in place. We're getting a lot of uh, backlinks. We're getting some crazy backlinks actually. And um, some of these websites were actually pretty new. So there's going to be a lot of, um, I think we're just on the cup, the cusp of uh, the, the hockey stick traffic explosion. Yeah. That uh, you see with a lot of different sites. And of course, uh, Mike, what was not calculated in this was one of these sites, which is earning uh, some some affiliate revenue, uh, some affiliate revenue it earned about, I think, 2,500 of that Amazon affiliate revenue. Uh, that site also points to one of our dropshipping sites, which, you know, has made a sales, of course, and that is not calculated as part of the, this niche site earnings because that gets calculated as part of that dropshipping site. Yeah. I think the niche site plus the drop shipping stuff is really one of the most secret weapons, most underground tactics in, uh, in the business, Joe. And it's not even, we, you know, we've fleshed it out pretty much for free online for people, but I don't see a lot of people doing it still. And yeah, I mean, it took us years to get to this point of, of making, you know, almost $20,000 with, um, pure niche sites, but with, that site that points to our dropshipping store, I mean, it's, I, I don't even know how much profit it makes us. Um, and it hasn't even been a year. I'd have to literally go back. I'd have to check and see like 
how many sales it refers, but I'm gonna I, I think um it's at least like eight thousand dollars profit a month. Yeah. So that's uh that's that's good stuff. Um Sav's money asked, when did you start this site? Well, this is a total of like five sites. Um I mean they've been started about different points over the past few years. Sorry, I don't have a specific answer for you there. <laughs> I like how you're lounging right now, Joe. I gotta stay relaxed. <laughs> you don't see you don't see people doing this. You don't see the gurus this relaxed. The gurus are always nervous. They're nervous and they're they're high energy. Some of them are sociopaths. We're very low energy because we don't want you to buy our stuff. <laughs> speaking of low, speaking of low energy, I, I think uh, people, the word has been in about the ASMR video. Oh, with so the word, people, people want it. People want it. Yeah, do an ASMR webinar. <laughs> you don't want to put people to sleep before they, <laughs> uh, before the end, before the buy button pops up. You don't want people sleeping. So that that's a total value twenty thousand dollars and so you get all that for 997 if you go to buildassetsonline.com slash go uh, i can only offer this for the next minutes so if you're asleep please wake up that's pretty, go. that's pretty good maybe you should do the video we can go back and forth <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> I don't know if we're doing a two guys, one mic ASMR video at this point. I don't know. We, if I, yeah, we gotta get the, the binaural um, head, uh, microphone. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if, I, if I'm secure enough with myself. <laughs> anyway, um, what, what else is going on, Joe? Nothing. Nothing really. Been playing Dota. I got a new. I got a new computer coming in, so that's exciting. So. Um, that should be good for the live stream quality. I guess this one does a decent job, but uh, yeah, this should it should be a little bit of an upgrade. And you got your connection going well now, so hopefully people have been appreciating the the good quality. Good. I'm glad it's going well. I don't even have, I don't have the Ethernet even in yet, but maybe uh maybe one day I gotta get the adapter for my, my uh, MacBook Air. Yeah, just order the adapter. Um, Sav's money. What shows you guys are real is that you provide good content with a following that probably doesn't generate much that income. That much, that much income. Yeah. Well, what do you mean by with a, so you're saying our following is too small to generate any significant income? Yeah. He's saying we're real because we're probably not making any money doing this. So we're just giving out the content for free. Well, well, what, what do you estimate that we would make from build assets online having such a small, uh, small following? Because as a matter of fact, I'm working on a course that talks about how to do uh, how to do just this, how to create your own personal brand and sell information products. So, if we're not making you know a decent amount of money doing this, then maybe I'm in the maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, I mean, I think for what we do with Build Assets Online, it's a pretty good gig. It's a great gig. I mean, like better assets online or uh, the content side. I think they're both really good gigs. I think so. The great thing about online business, where and this is where dropshipping kind of 
this is, I think, the major downside that dropshipping has. And people always ask us, oh, why don't you, uh, you just make a billion dollars off your dropshipping stores? Is that there's just so much uh, logistics with dropshipping. Like, you got to... You got to really have a team in place to, you know, when start hitting like big numbers and it becomes a headache. Whereas these niche sites build assets online. It's not a headache. It's just, it's just easy. Like we just get on this and we talk and make a few, mm -hmm. make some course videos and help people out. It's not like stressful. Not that yeah. dropshipping is stressful, but it's like, I don't know. And you get a hundred percent margin. Like it's good. Yeah, I mean, dropshipping is stressful at certain times, depending on how much of how involved you are, um, the suppliers you have. I mean, I feel like I've gone through a lot of stress trying to get the dropshipping sites to where they are, but now, now it's certainly less stressful. And I think the more you outsource, the less tolerance you have for stress, and the more you make, the less tolerance you have for stress. Because like, I'm not gonna sit there and like argue with the customer and cause a headache for my employee or something over like you know a 70 dollars return shipping cost or something yeah because it, what is that what is that going to do for me versus the headache that it relieves from the situation so yeah I, yeah i'd say drop shipping is probably the most stressful business model um but it's the quickest way to earn money and it's like the you can make a lot of money doing it yeah but you you it's said like, it's like wall street you said the other day you said you can make as much money as you want dropshipping if you're willing to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. If you're willing to endure the stress, if you're willing to go through the headaches of, you know, the growth pains, um, because like Grant Cardone says, you know, the more you, if you grow quick, you'll start to have, uh, I, I can't word it as elo eloquently as he did, but you know, you start to have new problems when you take too much action. And so if you're willing to do that, um, then, and good for you. Yeah, so let's clarify what, we, what we're talking about with that because we're on the subject of niche sites here. What people might not understand is that, so say you're making $10,000 a month profit with your drop with a drop shipping site. You know, you're going to probably be moderately like busy. Like you might need a kind of a small team. You know, it's not too bad. But to go to ten to $20,000, like you're going to have to like maybe double your team you know, just, it just, the, the amount of logistical things in your operation essentially doubles. Maybe you're dealing with more suppliers. Now it's more people that your business has to email back and forth. It, mm -hmm. It's just all these things compound and add up on top of each other to the point where, you know, the more you grow your dropshipping site, the more they compound. So that's why we move to this. That's why we invest in this, in these other sites as well, because if you have the money to do it and the time to wait it out, which we do thanks to thanks to dropshipping giving us our fantastic uh, uh, foundation, if you will, because to to have a site earning a hundred dollars a month versus a site earning a hundred thousand dollars a month, a niche site, it's literally not that much different. It's almost yeah. the same thing. In fact, you're probably yeah. doing more work for your hundred dollar a month site. That's the important distinction: is that the the work involved scales linearly with drop shipping maybe not exactly linearly because the more because you'll have to outsource at some point like you know our, our drop shipping stores are probably eclipsing definitely the fifty thousand dollar profit a month fifty thousand dollar profit a month mark um probably getting closer to the 75 100 i don't even know but you know there's no way i could do that myself like that would be 
I, I would die. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot of employees. And so like, I'm not involved in each individual thing, but it is still a lot of managerial work uh, to a certain extent. But so yeah, there's, there's a definitely, there's a carryover with that, with the sites, no one's contacting you, you know, there's no like customer service that's involved. It's just silent traffic and you just watch your income grow, whether it's a hundred dollars a month, whether it's a thousand dollars a month, whether it's a hundred thousand dollars a month. So that's, that's really important. And that's the whole idea of the online asset pyramid is that you're taking all this money that's coming in from the drop shipping and you could just take that money. You have a few options. You can put it in the bank, let it sit there, pay taxes on it, or you can put it into more drop shipping, which will create more work for yourself. Not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, we, we, we worked on drop shipping for years, um, but drop shipping also doesn't take that much money because you're, it, 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 you're just scaling. Like as you make more, you're just recycling the same money over and over and over. Like we've literally recycled probably $3,000 into, you know, over a million, um, just through, you know, you make a sale, pay the supplier, get the customer to pay you and boom, 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 boom. Um, so you can take that money that you make from the drop shipping, you allocate it into buying articles and then that starts spitting out more passive cash. And now, now look at you, you've built assets online. Yeah. What people don't realize about these niche sites is that maybe, maybe there's income report and maybe that's what the, I think. I think the income reports on these can be kind of uh kind of deceptive in a way. And then, cause we have a lot of people that have started niche sites and, and, and failed because, you know, if they miss the mark out of the gate and they're, it just doesn't start making money fast enough, which can happen, you know, they're kind of like dead in the water or they don't see the motivation to get over the hump to where it starts generating a significant amount of income. And so they, they just stop doing it. So I think to really succeed at this, um, you need to have a decent size, like chest of, of cash to, to fall back on. To succeed yeah, at the you niche. not care about the earnings you're putting into the uh, the content sites each month. Yeah, you could certainly write it all yourself. I mean, that's that's not a problem. But again, you can experience burnout that way really quickly. You know, you got to be writing consistently to the wind and not seeing, uh, you know, any kind of substantial return with 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 these type of sites if you don't want to invest any money. And it's not, you know, that's why we always say go with drop shipping first. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think to, to write these yourself is kind of ridiculous. Uh, I know income school has their, uh, project 24 course, which I, I don't know if they've changed it, but back in the day that basically meant writing for two years, 24 months in order to be able to quit your job. Um, which I, I find to be pretty ridiculous, but yeah, I think with, with the content sites, as long as you have a framework for how to do keyword research. And you have a process for having someone write the articles and put them up on the site. Um, you know, once you start to get that in initial feedback of traffic coming in, a little bit of money coming in, you can see how, you know, you're putting in um, a consistent investment each month, but the earnings are going up and up and up, and you can kind of see how, you know, you can get into uh, the the black. Then, yeah, um, I think that's that's how you have to do it, and of course. You know, in our blogging course, you have, you get access to us. We can kind of guide you along the way, but I think that's how it has to be done. I mean, if we look at, um, some previous income reports we've done for this, 
you know, you can go back and see like historically how our earnings have gone up and it hasn't been much of a change in terms of the processes or even um, like the amount of work we've had to put into it. Yeah, yeah. So in the chat, we have 444 Tom444 uh, got a kick out of Sav's money saying that Bao doesn't generate much income. I mean, it makes a, it makes a decent amount. I mean, it's nothing nothing to sneeze at. I'm sure we're not making as much as uh, some of the, uh, the 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 big gurus out there, but you know, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, Israel is is Azari says small following, but the number of people who have signed up to their program has been well worth the ROI they have been doing this casually. Yeah, they so, have, I guess yeah. Israel is our new uh, press secretary. <laughs> yeah. Welcome aboard. Thank you for the comment. Uh, Michael Lackohead says, Hi, I see you're also building your faces. I don't know what that means. Like I think our beards. Beard. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's getting old. It's going up. Joey, are you doing something with your mic? It's like, oh, yeah, uh, sorry. I was playing with the legs. I'll stop. I'll stop. It's reverberating. Yeah. All right. So. I mean, that's about all I got. I'm happy to end this at the uh, the 40-minute mark. I feel like we've made a lot of salient points. Yeah. I mean, unless anyone has any more questions, um, we'll wrap it up. We don't, need, we don't need to do the hours anymore. We're big time now. We got ad revenue. We got subscribers coming in on autopilot. We do this for you guys. So, Yeah, the only reason we were doing those hour streams in the beginning is because I wanted to get the YouTube uh, monetization for ad revenue. But it wasn't actually for ad revenue per se. It was because I was I was under the assumption that once you get uh, monetized on YouTube and you monetize your videos, that you get more viewers, which I think, I mean, I don't see why that wouldn't be the case. People say it's not the case. Some people say it is the case. Um, but either way, that's why I wanted. And it's a, But it's not like we make that much money from ad revenue on YouTube. Like, you know. I want, I want to actually make a point with that. Like when it comes to YouTube, obviously owned by Google, same as Google search engine, there's just so much speculation as to what works, what doesn't work. Like you can look up any strategy um, for SEO or for YouTube and someone will talk about how it works. So I think really the only way to ensure your success doing YouTube or doing content sites is the consistent action because the, the information out there is invariably gonna be somewhat incorrect. Because no one has access to the Google algorithm. No one has access to the YouTube algorithm. People do things. They think they know what's going on. And so you may try to emulate it. It doesn't work out for you. And so like we, on, on our journey of doing um, these SEO sites, like we've fallen victim to so much wrong information, incomplete information, and us also not even interpreting the information correctly because we're so new. So you have to just put in the time of putting your own articles out there, seeing what works for you, um, obviously following a framework is good. And I think what we put out is pretty low risk and, um, we're pretty transparent about, you know, what happens in our sites month over month, but yeah, you can't really listen to, to anyone blindly. You have to kind of get your own experience and go from there. Yeah, actually. Uh, so one of my wife's friends, she, uh, I'm guiding her to making a YouTube channel just because, you know, it's something that. I get, you know, I guess they want to make a little bit of money on the side or whatever. And so I kind of deducted that, like, that's the only feasible thing that she could, you know, there's the least amount of barriers to making a YouTube channel. Like you just make the video and upload it. That's, that's what you have to do at the 
core of it. Yeah, obviously, I'm showing her some things from keyword research and maintaining a publishing schedule and things like that. But the main thing I tell her, and this is this is true with everything, is that you got to, like, I told her publish one video a week. Make sure you publish that one video a week and be in, be of the mentality that you're going to be doing this for the next three to five years before you see anything significant. And she may mm. see some some stuff sooner. But I told her that just because, you know, you can already tell when someone, when she was getting started, she was just asking all these questions like, oh, is this the right thing to do? Is that the right thing to do? Should I put out this video because the holidays are coming up? And like literally none of that stuff matters right now. The only thing you have to do is put, just do the work consistently for a year, reevaluate, and then do it again. That's what I told her. That's what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And see, you, you need that person kind of. Like we would, we would have progressed a lot quicker if we had someone to be there and say, okay, we're, you know, we're going to put this out and then be like, no, you're getting off track. Just do this. Keep doing it. And so, um, that's what, that's what goes on inside the elite fleet. You know, we kind of just, uh, drill sergeant people. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's needed. It's funny. It's kind of funny in the elite fleet. I noticed that like, we'll be talking to someone for a little bit, maybe like a month, two months, and we'll go, we're going through the same the same questions that everyone else asks about suppliers, this, this, and this. I give the same answer that I, you know, that I explained in the videos of the course. And then a few, a few months later, you know, you, you see in there, or even, even sometimes sooner you see in the, the wins channel. Oh, I got my first sale screenshot. And then they stop talking to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they say, Hey, you want to come on the podcast? They say, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Then they pop in and ask questions like once a month. So that's, that's what it is. You know, in the beginning you have a lot of questions and um, really it just comes down to taking the right action. And I, I understand the hesitation. I understand the jitters um, because I, you know, we still go through with, with certain things, but we know that in the end we have to just take the action consistently and then we can interpret our own results um, under the, you know, while also looking at what, what other people have to say as to what they think is the best route forward, we at least have our own experience to then apply that going forward. Yeah. You know what I want to, you know, Mike, the only other business model, because Alex just said YouTube course beta coming soon to the elite fleet. Um, do you remember when Jared was, of course you remember when he was doing the, uh, what, was the, what was it called? YouTube automation thing that he spent like $10,000 on and failed. Yes. I kind of wish like that would have worked for him. Cause I feel like that's like, that's kind of a cool thing. Like it seems so, so passive. Like you just have someone editing like viral YouTube videos and then, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think anything like, I think you could tell out the gate that that's not going to work based how, how they were doing it because of just the production cost versus the, um, like the, the earnings that are going to come back from it, you know? Yeah, well, you like, really you have, have to get a lot of views. That's the thing. Uh, exactly. Yeah. When something is contingent upon doing really well, then that's usually when it fails. Like, you should be able to test something, and, like, even if it screws up 90% of the way, then it should still work. Well, Mike, I don't, I don't, I don't, you're don't, doing good. I don't know if that's 100% true because, I mean, it's kind of a similar, kind of similar to the ad revenue that we're talking about for these niche sites that we just went over you have to have a large volume of, of traffic for it to work. But yeah, I guess what you're saying. Um, yeah. But I think, I think with um like ad revenue, yeah. Like the earnings situation is similar, but to put out a website 
uh, or sorry, to put out like say a hundred articles that you, if you do it the right way, like what we teach with the KGR and, you know, some basic keyword research stuff, um, a good percentage of those are going to rank and it's going to be more evergreen traffic versus say something like YouTube. Yeah. I yeah. think just, uh, it's a lot more reliable in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's a way to execute it. We're kind of getting into speculation territory, which always a waste of time, but I, I think there's a way to execute it to where it could work, but not like we're going to do it. That's yeah. But that's again, just the type of thing that like is so the odds are not in your favor. And, and so like with high ticket drop shipping or even doing, um, SEO, like content sites, say for a ClickBank product or like a, a Wayfair product, you know, something that you have a little bit more margin with and, uh, you know, like it, the odds are so much more in your favor because you screw up, you make a sale, it kind of covers your, your bases there. Yeah. And that's the problem with like the Facebook ads, AliExpress stuff, because if you don't do it right, you know, all you're relying on is making a sale that you make like $10 on. Yeah. And so it's not, there's not enough room for error. Yeah. So I think we've shown, even with the content sites, we've made a lot of errors, but it was, it's still, you know, you put out a lot of articles, you stuff ranks, stuff earns, um, and then it keeps earning. So it's not like, it, it's not really the same thing versus a, a YouTube video where you put out a YouTube video, especially if you don't have a big following and, um, you know, if it's not evergreen type of search term, then it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Well, let's not speculate on that. I could, we could go back and forth, but I, I don't want to go off too far on a tangent. So focus says, what up doe? What am I a deer? <laughs> he says, Joe, you're right, man. You look under the weather. <laughs> uh, I don't like the winter. I get like uh seasonal. Like I don't feel right when it gets dark early, but it's all good. So this is, this is what I do. You just been in a K hole for three months. <laughs> yeah, keyword hole. Don't don't get it. Yes. Don't K get for it twisted. If you're listening, Obama, don't uh, don't come after me. Obama. All right, that's it, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Don't forget buildassetsonline.com/playbook. Grab our free course today. And uh, yeah, as always, take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Build Assets Online podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget, subscribe, share, and leave us a rating on whatever platform you might be listening from. And if you're ready to learn how to build your own online business portfolio, start now by visiting buildassetsonline.com slash playbook. We'll see you in the next episode.